0: Sentire Media. Hello and thank you so much for downloading our little podcast from Italy on a cold, frozen 13th of November. Good morning, Ashley.
1: Ciao tutti. My
0: name is Jason. Together we run own operate and are currently sitting here in front of four cats uh, La Tavola Marque, an agriturismo uh, farm and cooking school here in beautiful Piobico, Italia. Um, today is the first hard frost. It is. It, and is. it
1: is. And yesterday was the first wintry snowy mix. It was, oh by golly, holly jolly. Um, however, in Piobico, it was snowing, and on the um, tops of the hills, there was snow on the fields but nothing like I saw in Kaliye. Oh my gosh. Just, I don't know, give people, give the, give the listeners an idea how far Kaliye is. It's just on the other side of Monte Nerone. As
0: the crow flies, not far at all, but by car, maybe 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20
1: minutes. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really not that far at all. It's just on the other
0: side of Nerone.
1: So the other side of the mountain um, that looms above Piobico just got hammered with snow. That was totally unexpected.
0: They, the, um meteo service the uh, the weather, weather service has not done a, in italy here has not done a good job <laughs> of predicting the weather in the last couple of weeks here in uh, our little part of italy
1: no but we knew if you could uh, you know uh, read the words on the streets, if you could feel the vibe, Jason noticed the salt trucks all moving around a few days ago. And yet there was no talk of snow or anything like that. But he was like, I think they know something we don't because (laughs) they're moving. And sure enough, they needed it. But um, I
0: love it. So first frost this year was the 10th of November. And uh, we woke up to... Frost on the windshields. Not really crunchy grass. No, this is the first crunchy grass. This is crunchy grass. This is a proper frost this morning. Yesterday, the snow. Yeah, we got snow. but Because
1: what time is it right now?
0: It's 7.30, oh, 7.59. It's still
1: early, but it's still totally hard frost outside. Um, we got hard frost, black mold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, yeah, it snowed. But then this the winter, the slushy mix turned to rain by noon, and it was it didn't nothing stuck. No,
1: but with the air changing, it means the classy plastic must be hung, and ninety nine percent of it is done.
0: Uh, our house is very old and very drafty. It's, it's incredible, like really drafty. We had warm uh, a couple weeks ago. We had warm wind out of the south, and you could just you, we put we put the plastic up for that, and you could just see like you see the the plastic just push. Move. So I went around and redid all the. um uh, around the windows and doors with the little, um, what do you call it? What's the little stuff you put around? It's like the foam, foam rubber, or sometimes plasticky yeah. insulation. Yeah, but it's not Strips. It's not that the doors and windows are
1: handmade, so you can see through <laughs> the door, or like under the window where the stone and the wood meet.
0: Yeah, so that's hard. So under the do- uh, at the bottom of the doors, yeah, you put the little strip things down, and that helps. But the door itself,
1: like the seams of the
0: door, the seams of the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, you know they're they're old. They're made by hand. They need to be oh, tightened the freaking up. front
1: door is horrible.
0: You can actually see daylight through the I front know. door. It's bad. Like <laughs> right through the door itself and different where the panels meet up. It's awesome. Uh the hunting has been terrible this oh, year. Oh yeah, Gaji's pissed. Gaji bitches every day that uh if when the days that the weather isn't bad, the fog is really bad. And then we've had a lot of bad weather the last what 5 6 days. So uh, he hasn't been shooting much. He's uh very uh, he's very surly yes yesterday he's got morning. nothing to
1: do he's ornery um oh my gosh i what <laughs> was hysterical was last weekend um god she had nothing to do it was a pouring rainy saturday and jason stupidly calls him to say good morning capo what's up and Gachi says what are you doing jason says i'm going to the grocery store he goes, I'm coming with you. Come pick me up. That's
0: right, I forgot about this. This was great. So um, for those new listeners, Gaji the doctor, is our Italian adopted papa. He's our he's our he's the one who we might own this place, but he runs it. He, he In
1: his mind. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, he call I call him up and uh just to make fun of him because it was a it was a crappy, rainy, horrible morning. And I said, How's the hunting going? And he goes, Ah, this is like seven ten in the morning. And um, he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to go over the hill and get groceries and all that. I'm coming with you. So I go and pick him up. And it's like, really? You want to go with me grocery shopping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said he's all dressed up? He's all dressed up. He looks really nice and dapper. And we go have a coffee and go to the butcher and go to the fruit and vegetable stand and go to the grocery store. And and, uh, he meets all my uh, ladies. He meets the butcher, (laughs) all the people. And
1: uh, he was Proud Papa. And it was hysterical because I asked him afterwards, uh, um, like the, later that afternoon, the next day when I saw him, I said, how was it going? He goes, exactly how i pictured it oh ciao jason everyone calling each other by name jason chatting it up you could tell he was proud but it was also just hysterical because it was exactly what he imagined he loved it
0: uh so that that was really fun <laughs> um god
1: and god doesn't go grocery shopping
0: no god buys two things beers and potato, potato chips, chips <laughs> and um what and else he'll come wait, up with the also, random stuff bread make he goes it clear bread.
1: um he's not gaji has a taste for some of the finer things or like certain wines and things when it comes to beer it is not colace or artisanal beer he prefers strong it's just
0: called strong <laughs> beer and it's like 80 cents a can and it tastes like shit it's
1: <laughs> like a 40 it's like
0: a, yeah it tastes like malt liquor kind it's of
1: like it's hysterical. Like, oh, oh, look at yeah. uh, 10%. Mm. That's a real man.
0: Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got Chicha. Cats
1: going crazy. Hold we on. think we realized why our internet goes out uh, because the cats try to sleep on top of the cords when they have so much room and space in the rest of this place. We have no idea why that is their spot of choice. So we've been trying to put up some boxes around it and. They're conspiring to uh, find a way around it. Cunning cats. It's
0: it's just one. It's just the fat one. It's just Chicha? Yep. She's the one who... She just hopped the fence and tried to make a break for it.
1: So, oh, you know, also with the snow coming... I don't know if we've talked about it, but we've done our driving schools uh, lessons, and it is obligatory.
0: 15th of November. Yes. You she- must have winter tires... Four-wheel drive or chains a Bordeaux.
1: Yes. So if you're visiting the area and renting a car, keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, make sure you have winter tires on.
1: And because there could be passing storms, just like the one that was in Cali, totally unexpected. And they will, um, certain roads like up to Urbino and stuff when there is snow, there's a cop. There making sure you've got your chains to go up. Or your snow tires mm-hmm. or your winter tires. Just a little travel tip.
0: Oh <laughs> speaking of winter tires, so I go to get I got the tires changed myself and I go to get the uh alignment adjusted. The uh, con- we call it con they call it convergenza, but the you know, the the front wheels to make sure they're straight and true. and Because when we hit the bumps going what? 50 kilometers an hour down our road... <laughs> that doesn't happen often, does it? Sometimes... Oh, it's hysterical. <laughs> Every, Every time I go to get the tires swapped out, the guy has to bang the uh, rims, the wheels, straight again. <laughs> I
1: don't know if I'd call it hysterical. <laughs> I would call it percoloso. <laughs> uh,
0: so anyway, um, I go to get it done. and He's like, yeah, I can't do it because there's too much play in your steering system. So... Uh, here begins the end of our car. Now we get to start our sweet little red. It's got two hundred thousand. Cl- Listen, I'll, she goes. I'll give it to Hyundai. Gra- she chooches. She chooches uh, <laughs> a um, little. You know, super cheap. car with a 1.1 liter engine, I got 205,000 hard kilometers out of
2: it. Didn't
1: we pay like 8,000 bucks for that With
0: tax. (laughs) Brand new. 8,000 bucks with tax. But we
1: did not spring for air conditioning. No.
0: That's why it was 8,000 bucks with tax.
1: Oh my god! But
0: um, yeah. Thank you, thank you, little Hyundai. But she's beginning to need. It's it's show go, signs. Yeah, it's going to be the beginning of the end. It's there. It's just going to be one thing after another. Every month, month and a half. Oh, and like,
1: this weather we've been having does not help our road at all. From the um, you know, wading through the bridge that's uh, seeming to be flooded. It's just crazy. Um, a lot going on locally here Ooh, right now. There's what? talk of the
0: town. Um, They are redoing how they uh, – okay, are you guys on – if you're not on the edge of your seat, please move forward to it. Uh, Pio Bico, Urbano, Sant'Angelo are redoing how they do garbage pickup. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) No, it's really weird. Okay, so one day they come through and pick up all – at the end of the roads and and, uh, places in town, like all over the place, there's big – Uh, Garbage canisters, recycling, the three recycling and regular all waste. Like the big ones. The big ones that the truck comes. Like a dumpster. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you just, you pay your garbage tax and you can just throw them in anyone. It doesn't matter if you're from Piobico and you go over to Urbania and throw it there. You just, you paid your garbage tax. Well, now they're doing it differently. They're still leaving the recycling, but now everyone gets their own uh, multipurpose waste, like garbage thing and um we never got one everyone else on the road has one
1: and it was really weird i swear to god we drove into town did shopping in urbana and came back and they had swapped things out because it was like wait a second those garbage cans i swear to god were not there when we left we would have totally reco- noticed them the tiniest little houses along our road there's only about a dozen houses all have garbage cans and then we don't.
0: Okay, so here's why we're screwed.
1: Where the hell are we putting our garbage? Because, well,
0: there's, here's the problem. There's five different villages or comunes on our road. So we are a part of the one that's on the other side of the hill, Sant'Angelo, Invado, which hasn't done this yet.
1: No, they haven't made
0: the transition. They haven't made the transition. So... We can go to Sant'Angelo and they still have the big dumpster for multi-purpose garbage. However, Urbania and Piovico, where we do our most – where we really live, has all done this. And the direction we drive. And the direction we drive. So – if we go to PO if we go to the two town councils and say, Well, where's ours? they're gonna be like, Well, talk to your town council. It's not our problem. And if we go to their Sant they're gonna say, Well,
1: just the your- Piano, slowly, slowly. They're we haven't to say well, there yet. Well they're gonna say, Well,
0: you can throw your garbage in any of the any of the canisters located throughout Sant Angelo, please feel free. And our response will be, Well, that's Not convenient for us.
1: Um, Gaji's response was, just every day, drop it in someone else's bin (laughs) along the road.
0: Or just throw it in the... Or just throw it on the recycle. Who cares?
1: I know. He's horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's... uh, that's, That is some local gossip going is. around. Big stuff. Big, big stuff. Truffle season this year. Um, some truffle talk. There's not a lot of truffles still. The the rain and weather we've been getting lately does not help. Truffles are expensive. We've seen the uh, truffle hunters um, kind of starting to peter out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the boar hunters have definitely stepped oh, it up.
1: Yep. Double down. We saw Frankino and crew. The other day it was like a Tuesday at... I don't know, 11, maybe it was a little bit later after lunch, but it was definitely in the middle of the work day. And there was two squads out of (laughs) boar hunters, all from Piobaco. We're talking maybe a total of 35 guys. And I just thought, who the hell's working? Like, where do they just take off the afternoon? If the weather's nice and they just all talk to work and say, uh... been hasn't been good so far. Weather's good Tuesday afternoon. No one's coming in because we're hunting. I, I don't know how it works. I I'm think, really curious. I think
0: okay, here's how I think it goes. What down. the
1: hell? Some of those guys have to have jobs.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't think so, but it was the one nice afternoon in between those two storms. So I think that the, it, it was like a Tuesday or yeah. a Monday. So I think it's like, all right, well, we'll work Saturday this week instead of you know, Tuesday afternoon. Is
1: that just the luxury of being in a small town? Then? I,
0: I think so because it was a gorgeous, it was a gorgeous afternoon mm-hmm. and the sun was out and, the, and it would just rain that morning and it was nice. And every, it seemed like every a hunter, of yeah, a quarter of Pio had yellow vests on. It was chomping through the, chomping uh-huh. through the forest with four wheel drive uh, vehicles. Um, what else struck me as funny this last, Oh, here's another funny one. So, uh, our immigration is all sorted for the oh for the God. for the time being everything's cool we got our new permisa, permission to stay we're good for another 2 years we will apply next year for our citizenship um, blah, blah 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 however there was confusion when we go to well at the very beginning of the process when we went and paid for it at the pay for it at the post there office is, what confusion? No, get out of here. <laughs> Hold get out of here. Anyway, we ended up paying about a hundred euros more per person than we were supposed to because you could, that's the, it wouldn't accept it. it it
1: wouldn't process the request and the only place to do it is at the post office yet the post office system was saying no the price has been anyway, raised anyway at the
0: end of the day we ended up having to pay too much so when we went and picked up our cards the at the police station they said you paid too much you're going to get a refund talk to us at after the 15th of October so we waited till the 10th of November because <laughs> I'm Italy. And I go in there, and uh, it's such a hassle because you don't have an appointment, and it's, they're only open very certain hours. And then if they're done early with their appointments, they just close the door even though the office is supposed to be open until 1.30. I went there at 12.15, and the door was closed. I had a bang on the door. So it's just a pain in the butt. <laughs> So I hand him my stuff, and he looks at me and goes, ah, yeah, 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 not yet. You're – yeah, 92 euros apiece. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, check back with me in a, in a little while. We'll see. We'll see if you get the credit. And it's like I am, chase, I am chasing a phantom 200 bucks. Oh, my God. It's,
1: it's not even worth it. I, I don't
0: know if it's worth it anymore. These are the things in – how much is my life worth going up to Urbino every two and a half months to <laughs> – wait in line and go through this and know that it's going to take two trips because the first one i won't get we already tried once we've this is this is our second time trying so <sighs> italy baby italy phantom 200 euros i knew as soon as we he said that we would never see that money back again.
1: so you just got to roll with the punches folks yeah 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 you can't take it can't try take it right on person. the chin and yeah. smile <laughs> for
0: more it's awesome hit me, baby Okay, uh, coming a little bit, uh, big news in Italy um, for the uh, government. Let's talk about Italy government. Renzi. Renzi. We know... Okay, let me preface this. We are the least informed people about Italian politics that you could probably...
1: Tune into? Yeah,
0: I would say. I don't think there's... We just have this... I I don't pay attention to it. I don't understand it. But regardless of my ignorance, there is something very big (laughs) going to happen here in Italy on the 4th of December. There's going to be a big vote, and I'm going to read this straight up off Wikipedia because that's how we're going to do it. So there's going to be a constitutional referendum uh, on Sunday, December 4th. Voters are going to be asked whether they approve the amending – to amend the Italian constitution and appoint powers – uh, of the Parliament of Italy, as well as partition the powers of state, regions, and administrative entities. Basically, what they want to do is take um, all these tiny, tiny local governments and combine some of them and move more power to Rome. So, for instance, Piobico,
1: I'll, Sant'Angelo, Apecchio
0: would become one government. So, you even though you live in like now, if you live in Sant'Angelo, even though it's a tiny little village, you all the offices that you need for lo, that, you, like. Are there what they want to do is combine them? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about under 10,000 people for those three towns we just made, so mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. I don't know enough about what's going on. So, um, that's they've only d- amended the constitution three times, and that was 2001 and 2006. Um,
1: but they were saying, I think, something that the changes that are, um, being proposed would be the greatest changes since uh, in government since the change of monarchy here in Italy. That
0: is what I read on Wikipedia as well, mm-hmm. Ashley. Ah. <laughs> and basically Renzi has said they, uh, the the um, prime minister of Italy. Right, he said that if he if they strike this down, if this vote gets struck down, they'll dissolve the government and then have another election. Awesome. So we'll see. I, I don't know if that's great or not, but I know it's st-
1: Well that happens more times than the constitutional referendums. So this is true. Most likely if we're betting I'm putting my money on no confidence. Yeah, nope. I don't
0: no. I don't know how much Italians want to centralize power. They like to have their
1: Well when you talk to little small time people out here, that no. is not the way they want to do it.
0: But it hasn't worked so
1: far. But what do I know?
0: What do we know? So that's what's going on in Italy. So keep a lookout on Monday the 5th to see what happens in Italy. Oh, what's going on? Oh, what else do we do? Oh, this is a good one. We have been – since um, we're all closed up, no more guests, it's time to start doing some um, – Projects in the kitchen that we can put up and that'll be ready later in the winter. So we've done two of them this year. Last year, we failed miserably with our sauerkraut. Our 50, 60 kilos of sauerkraut went in. Pissed off
1: gaji by using all the cabbage.
0: Went right into the old compost. compost. Actually, I couldn't even put in the compost because it had all the salt and stuff in it. And it would ruin my compost. I had to just, like, chuck it. Uh, This year, we we did kimchi. Um, fermented South Korean cabbage, which, which was delicious. It's so I good. talked about it last week I know. with my girlfriend. Um, it came out really well. We had some of it last night, and we're going to see if it's fermented enough and then stick it in the fridge today.
1: Gaji's disgusted.
0: Absolutely disgusted. I was f- – okay, listen to how crazy this is. I've got <laughs> 50 heads of cabbage in the garden of a v- variety of types. I to <laughs> And go there's out.
1: two of us and Gaji and his wife.
0: So between four people. Uh, I had to go out and buy cabbages because he told – he absolutely forbid me from using the cabbage in the garden for any sort of uh, unapproved recipes. Exotic. Exotic.
1: Um, he said he counted. He and counted. that he was – if he saw the kimchi or crowdy, he was going to go back down to the garden and count. And one or two heads missing was acceptable to eat, but – he, he
0: doesn't want to see Rose just chopped no. down. So uh, I don't some, even
1: know if he's going to eat. What is he going to eat? All this cabbage?
0: He will eat that. He will dig it. Ash, he <laughs> digs this. He digs the um, the uh, radicchio and the, ensalata, the the curly lettuce out of the snow and eats that. I mean, it's he he'll eat everything. Um, but <laughs> sometimes you have to know when to put up a fight, and sometimes you have to know when to capitulate. And this is a time where. Um, the cabbages right now are like 60 cents a head.
1: Oh my God. And those were humongous. <laughs> so
0: listen, whatever. It's a Prova anyway. And he's right. Oh, I, so
1: Jason had to buy four cabbages, bought, even though his garden is freaking full. <laughs> so I bought
0: four giant cabbages to do the first try and we'll see how it goes. You're and a good then,
1: boy. And then if
0: it, I think it went well. We'll see. I have to adjust my, um... You know, adjust the – I think it was a little too oniony. Like I couldn't find scallion. I had to find – and check this out. (laughs) Oh, God. Finding ingredients for a South Korean dish in the uh, (laughs) center of Italy in the middle of nowhere, not – Easy. No. (laughs) Not easy at all. So that's going well. And also. That's going well. That's going well. Uh, No, I think it came out. I think it came out pretty good. Today's the uh, day. We'll check if it fermented properly and then we stick in the fridge. And you made some corned beef. Uh, Yeah, we made. Well, actually, it's pickled beef. Or
1: it's New England. New
0: England style. So Uh um, here, um, beef brisket or petto di, uh, the the breast of the veal, is not a very prized cut. It costs absolutely nothing. What do they do with it? Um Skeletto. Um they use it for bolito. I got it to, oh, and they uh-huh. use it for ragu, But it's not like in the States um brisket or
1: mm-hmm.
0: b- um beef beef um breast is that's expensive. Brisket? Yeah. That's what you make. Corn beef, that's what they barbecue in Texas.
1: I always thought brisket was butt. No. Oh. It's the
0: it's the, it's the breast. Okay. Um anyway. I believe you. I have no
1: idea. <laughs> Everything's
0: butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um same thing with like baby back. Uh, pork (laughs) ribs super cheap here like it's insane but anyway um, so it's really easy to make brined beef you just make a uh, sugar water salt solution uh, follow the recipe online and then whatever herbs and spices and different things you want to throw in there stick it in a um, big uh, ziploc bag and we do it about two weeks three weeks and then uh, turn it every day and boil it I mean it's really really easy um, online you will see you have to put salt nitrate in it. Get the hell out of here. You Stop putting chemical shit in your food. When was the last time there was botulism? Just get good meat, follow the recipe, and it'll be fine. Jeez. But you
1: won't get that pretty pink color. No, you
0: don't get the pink color. It'll just be a gray, dull brownish grayish doll but the taste will be yes. still be there and it's real you don't need to put chemicals to make sure it's it's good just no. make sure the meat is good and that takes care of your problem
1: it's one of these things that oh my god like porchetta is a whole nother world and it gets the back of your you know mouth and your um saliva going and you're just taste buds are juicing up and you're like oh my god But there's something about corned beef and pastrami that is so totally different. Reminds me of New York. And god damn, it's good with some uh, good um, mustard and
0: with our cabbage
1: and everything. It'll be delicious. We don't have any rye bread though. Oh, speaking of New York, we were watching these old videos. Um, We've been doing our big cleanup and found an old high eight... um, VHS, or uh, High 8... Cassette.
0: They're like these little tiny cassettes. They were called High eight. Sony made like a little cam for five minutes, it Mm -hmm. seemed like, in the late 90s, right? Uh Uh-huh.
1: And uh, we were able to plug it in, and Gaji brought over this old VHS DVD player thing and we were watching these old videos and it was hysterical and why I'm bringing it up. First of all, I loved it. Um, and to see <laughs> I, whatever it just brought back all these memories for 2000 and all of this. Um, but what is really cool are for people who are out there who have, um, uh, old home videos or VHS and stuff. There's a really cool adapter you can get that I found, um, that, so it will transfer to your computer so you can have it as a digital copy.
0: So you take it from analog on the tape and you run it through the machine, this little device to your computer. Yeah.
1: um, on USB, right? Yeah. Like a little adapter thing. And then you can like, what would you call that? Like a little adapter, plug adapter.
0: It looks like (laughs) a little chunk of, tiny plastic like the remote control to the apple apple it's tiny it's not It's just a
1: little like size of a little ipod or something and um and this will yeah um it's a video capture capture your video on your mac or pc you can put it onto your ipad or phone and this one's called el gato e-l-g-a-t-o and i think that's the one i'm gonna get because it works with mac but um they're like 80 bucks but I think it's totally worth it because how else do you even watch these old videos? Um,
0: I just... I, one of my podcasts... Pardon me. One of my podcasts, they just had an advertisement for um, a service that you send the videos to and then they send it back. I've
1: heard of that too, but I feel like that is... If you if you have no other option or you're not savvy... Who, no, let's
0: listen. Who's going to send all those... Who's going to box up all those VHS tapes and send them?
1: Well, your grandma sent in old gold. <laughs> like... <laughs> you never know so (laughs) leave my grandma
0: alone um but (laughs) but watching okay a couple things from watching those tapes one the quality of uh tape video is horrendous i cannot believe how bad it was just from the color to the to the grain to everything and then I forgot how infuriating <laughs> rewinding uh, VHS or he tapes are. He was so
1: are. upset. It took so long. And he's like, it's still going. I guess they didn't invest in uh, power usage or battery usage for the rewinders. I don't know. He was going on and on about it. And it was cracking me up because, and then you would just hear, zing, zzz. <laughs> and it's like, still going.
0: But uh, it was fun finding those. And we'll try- that's a great. Brilliant project you can do
1: i know i think this winter i'll put a bunch of them together we found some of your brother playing uh baseball he was in the what was that called the american legion world series in uh this is in yakima so it's it's just fun i don't know i'm a total cheese ball, nostalgic nerd for that stuff so um i'll keep you posted that's one hell of a project to go to go through all that stuff yeah good though. luck
0: with that good <laughs>
1: with that um i've got oh, speaking of projects i thought i would update our blog no half measures and freaking made myself gave myself a week's or a month's worth of work reprogramming and re uploading and all this stuff but check it out nhmblog.com and um you'll see a bunch of our videos the films page looks really cool and you can see it all by categories you'll you can check out our travels um, a bunch of stuff i'll be posting of uh, some autumn travels uh, in Amsterdam and here in Italy. So check it out. It'll be good.
0: All right. Um, oh, I wanted to bring something up. I got a f- – in the last week or two, I've gotten a few emails oh, from friends. Oh, are we
1: of- talking turkey?
0: Yeah. Turkey
1: about- tips. I um, wish we had like an intro for this or something.
0: Mostly <laughs> mostly fr- uh, friends and families about- who are having um, – people over for the holidays who don't do this all the time and they wanted to ask me my advice. Okay, So So should
1: we pretend like I'm asking you the questions? No. Jason! No, stop it. What do I do? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) All right.
0: Really, when you're hosting people for the holidays, there's three things you have to remember. The menu, the the equipment that you have, and the timing. Right? So menu and prep. Your menu has... You want to do as many things ahead of time as you possibly can. So... What what can you do to minimize your amount of prep once your guests get there and how can you do things ahead that don't sacrifice quality? So when you um, write your menu, don't have – if you're going to do motelic horse, don't have every, a bunch of things that need to be done at the last minute or um, things that
1: everything uh, – um, you know, think about your – well, this goes to your next one also. You, th- you have to think about your equipment when you're making your menu. Well, that because, goes into my next yeah, one. Yeah. You so, only have
0: one oven possibly. Yeah, so uh, yeah, your equipment. You only have one oven. You only have one refrigerator. So um, if you have everything that's done ahead of time but you then don't have enough ref- room in the refrigerator, you're in trouble. If you try to do everything out of your one oven and try to pack it up, it's going to affect the way things cook. Uh,
1: Remember that spreads in beautiful magazines and food and wine and Savoir. Those are food stylists. (laughs) And um, it's meant to be all displayed all at once. These are in professional kitchens and things like that where they might have multiple ovens going. And some of these menus you might see might truly not even be possible in your own kitchen. Another thing to backtrack because I know you like to talk about it is... For um, your menu planning, that an event like Thanksgiving, when you're hosting people, or Christmas is not the time to necessarily try out that new recipe you've been no, reading so much about. No, that is the <laughs> number
0: one thing that everyone wants to do is try something out for the. Oh,
1: but I've been reading all. I of
0: that. know. Okay, so great. You want to try something out? We're still a few weeks from the holidays. Do it once before you actually do it on the day. This way, you kind of get the gist of where you went wrong and think adjustments you want to make. I never ever, ever do something the first time when I'm really going to serve it to people. I'll do it for Ashley and myself and then say, oh, all right, all right. But I don't know why that, uh, so many am- people who just don't cook a lot. <laughs> Your
1: brother loves to say it He too. loves to
0: do that. And it's like, Zach, are you insane? You're, you're having 12 people in a one-bedroom apartment and you have two working burners and a <laughs> tiny oven and you want to try this. in six dishes. Yeah. It's like – so if you are in that kind of situation where you're in an apartment or you're in something – do things that can be done ahead of time, right? Um, and
1: there's no, especially if you live in New York, we've done this or anywhere with a small apartment and small space. Freaking sometimes it, you have to bite the bullet or it's not even a bullet. Freaking order the ham or, so, you know, like you save yourself the nightmare and the headache and do some of the things you enjoy. Maybe that's not your strongest point.
0: And or maybe you can't, you know, how am I going to do this? You don't I, have the space. I don't have the space in the oven for eight hours for a turkey. Man, farm it out seriously, no shame. and do everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, think practically. Um, that's a great. That's a great point. Don't do things for the first time. Stop. Them. <laughs> do it <laughs> once before. So, menu: what you can prep in your equipment. Uh, be honest with that. And then, as far as timing, this is always This is the number one thing I get in cooking classes. Is we're doing five courses, and how do you time it out? Well, it's easy if you think about it a little. Think about it. What time do we want to eat? All right. Let's say we want to eat at five o'clock. In the afternoon. How long does the turkey take? Well, the turkey takes six hours and it has to rest for one hour. Don't forget resting. Don't forget resting. Big chunks of meat need to rest. So that's what I say. Six and one is seven, right? So at 10 o'clock, the turkey needs to go into the oven. Just stick with the turkey for a second.
1: The turkey shouldn't go straight in to the oven from the fridge.
0: No, that's another <laughs> thing. Giant mistake people always make is putting an ice cold giant piece of meat, whether it's a steak, roast beef, whatever, into a oven. You can't do that, guys. It has to be as close to room temperature as you can possibly get it. Now that goes absolutely <laughs> contrary. It's absolutely <laughs> on the contrary of what they tell you, which is turkey must be in the temperature danger zone for no more than t- two hours at a time, and then you pull ball. Okay, yes, that is true. I don't know. I I leave mine out the night before. (laughs) I was going to say. Mine, mine, I I do it all up. I don't add any salt to it. Obviously, I don't stuff it until the the, right before I'm going to put it in. But if you say you stuff your turkey and have everything cold, you have a giant freezing piece of solid whatever that will never come up to temperature ever in the center. It will take forever. So – you know, as close as safely can be to getting the the, the, tur- the whatever, whether it's a piece of ham or turkey or roast beef or whatever, to uh, room temperature is, is the best way to
1: go. Well, and since we're talking about the timing and the turkey, stick with it. You brine it.
0: Yeah, I also brine turkeys. What does that mean? That means getting a big bucket and making a solution of basically what I'm doing with the corned beef. Mm-hmm. Um, sugar, salt, uh, water... And then whatever the heck else you want to throw in there. and you, This is so good. And you submerge <laughs> the whole turkey in there for, I mean, people, a lot of people do this, for mm-hmm. a couple of days. Then you take it out. You can wash it or if you want. Or I just really drain it and pat it dry. And it makes it so that the breast don't, doesn't get dried out. Um, and the whole thing seems to just be much moisture. Turkey by itself is pretty bland. I just made a piece of turkey, roasted turkey breast yesterday. It was like, Ugh.
1: No, it was destined
0: for turkey chili. It was like, eh. Yeah, it wasn't Nothing. very great. So try brining your turkey. But again, that takes up a lot of space. That's a lot of t- ahead of time kind of thing. And
1: doing the math, your timing now, Thanksgiving's Thursday at 5 o'clock. You've now started your turkey on, what, Tuesday? Something like that. So I'm just saying, like, timing, yeah. not only the day of, so but the I, week. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, you go, so if you're going to brine a turkey, you need two days in the brine, and then you need the night before to let it sit out. Then you. So remember, if you think you're going to make – Something – if the turkey is coming out one hour before you're eating, then how are you baking anything else in your oven? Mm -hmm. So the pies need to be baked the day before, the whatever, whatever. You can reheat, you know, you can reheat something in there, but you're going to have one hour basically to do if you have one oven.
1: And talking about timing, you are a big person that um, (laughs) – I was going to say you're a big fat person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That – Is classic... I, I never knew what the hell I was doing. I still don't really know. But I noticed that you start a lot of things and stop them and come back to them right at the moment. Oh, that's great. That that's a great point. I never knew that would be possible. And you'll like cook something just to a certain point and then walk away. And you'll then now have an hour where maybe you could hang out with people and stuff. And then right before, you got to go back in and finish stuff off. How do you so, know what you can do that with?
0: So if you take like green beans, for example, you're going to serve a side dish of green beans well there's no there's no uh, no one says you can 't blanch your green beans in boiling water and then shock them in cold water and then put them aside so that saves you five minutes um, What are you gonna? What kind? What are you gonna do them in? You're gonna do them in. Let's just say garlic and olive oil. No one says you can't get the pan with the garlic and olive oil, and the olive oil or the garlic kind of um, infused into the olive oil, and then shut the pan off. So that's what I'm talking about. Is doing as many things. So this way, when you go to serve everything, now you're just chucking the pan back on the heat, tossing the halfway cooked green beans into the pan. Spritzing them with, you know, lemon. I mean, we're going whatever you're going to do, but things like that, where you can think ahead of time, write your menu out, just put it. No one puts it on pat piece of paper. Put it on piece of paper. Put your a whole to-do list. Start a calendar. Um, if you're not good with doing this, or you haven't, or you don't regularly cook for people, then is you know, um, as organized as you can be at the beginning will make it much easier at the end. Simpler is better. No one's going to complain if you make a really simple, beautiful dinner, but it comes out <laughs> cooked properly versus trying to be fancy schmancy and it's just, it just doesn't land.
1: How do you, um... Do
0: you remember the five Ps from, from, um, from Roger, from my flight instructor?
1: No. Plan?
0: Um, no. Proper.
1: Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now that totally made me forget. Um, cause I was going to say something about soups, but I don't remember what. All right. We've
0: droned on enough. Um, so enjoy, enjoy the holidays. We probably won't be getting back to you before. Uh, we'll see. We'll we see. Know. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. We never see. Now that we don't make, um, promises of when we're going to do this, it seems to be going a little, a little better.
1: better. a little better, a little more consistent.
0: All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Ashley, tell uh, everyone what to go check out and bring us home.
1: All right. You can find us at Latavla uh L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And that's our farm in and cooking school. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Latavla Marque. You can find our consulting and filmmaking at No Half Measures, N-H-M blog, or nohalfmeasures.life on Facebook and check out this April our consulting workshop on moving to Italy and starting a hospitality business. It was April really 1st weird.
0: There was a bunch of inquiries that came in on Wednesday for that. That was weird I wonder why.
1: Oh. Okay. All right, have a great day you guys. Ciao. Ciao.